Man, what a day I've had. I had to work on a Saturday and a hankering for a Mountain Dew Baja Blast led me to a drive through of some fine local Mexican food establishment. After falling asleep on the couch to reruns of It's Always Sunny with Taco Bits, chocolate chip granola bar wrappers, and a half-drunken large Baja Blast nearby, I woke up in a panic, like I forgot to do homework or something. Then I realized I... Brian Ernst needed to be your host today on Uber Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. <laughs> Guten Tag and bienvenidos listeners. We're talking scratch today. No, not the Benjamins you earn every week to fund your deplorable behavior. I'm talking paper, pen and paper to be exact. Whether it be to jot down a note from a worthy telemarketer to remind yourself to buy that electric blanket with Tom Skilling on the front or to take a number from that sultry redhead throwing daggers at you from her piercing hazels at the end of the bar. Mm. We're talking top five reasons to use pen and paper today, folks. And do I have just the men to discuss it? Our first mm-hmm. contestant is someone you may know. He's lean, he's mean, he's mighty unclean. No, he's not TNT ready to explode. He actually just likes pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. The rain man himself, Sir Dunks a lot. Nathan Hennenfent, how are you, sir? Oh, that was that was an intro where I it was like a great mystery where I didn't know if it was going to be me or Mitch right till the very end. Uh, it was a real roller coaster and a beautiful twist. But yes, it's great to be here. Thank mm-hmm. you. When when Brian said lean, I was like, oh, that's got to be Nathan. Mean. I mean, we're both we're both sons of bitches. But you know, and then Sir dunks a lot, of course. Yeah, I've never dunked in my life, but yeah. But boy, do we want to see it. We'll get oh, you a trampoline and an empty court and an ambulance, and we will see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my God. I did not write your intro, Mitchell. This is still oh, says Robert. Okay. I mean, I think you just did. He's the guy who can't dunk. We- yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. right, you guys, get, get the paddles ready. My heart might explode just from jumping on a trampoline for the first time in 22 years. So, please... <laughs> Yeah. It's Mitchell Brickman. <laughs> Hello. Hey. I just want to say that um, I grew up uh, understanding the need for great handwriting and one time accidentally having to take calligraphy class because I didn't sign up for electives quickly enough in sixth grade. So I was Ooh. forced to develop some sort of handwriting. Um, but in general, I find handwriting to be romantic, um, sexual, and... Violent? Effective. So, oh, I I think we'll we'll cover yeah. this later, but I, it's not on mm-hmm. my list. But I, I just bef- so I don't forget. I mm-hmm. literally have had to open two handwritten love letters that I have written over my lifetime. With I apologize for the bad handwriting. That's something I've done <laughs> twice to two different women in two different decades, but I have done it. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're honest. That's all we can do, right? Yeah. yeah like, uh, dear mom, I'm sorry for the handwriting. I know it's not good, but I love <laughs> you so much. I just well, started first grade. You're the apple of my eye. Uh, I crashed the well, car. I, I was, was going to say, it's, it's, it's the least <laughs> offensive disclaimer I've opened a love letter with. <laughs> Is that a functional joke? I'm not even sure. <laughs> I, I, I will allow it as the judge, jury, and executioner of today. So... 
If you all want to get blown to the moon, head on over to ubersinko.com to listen and watch this and any other fine episode. And did you know you can even submit your suggestions for upcoming shows? Man, what a treasure. And if you're new here, great. Wow. Welcome. Usually this is the time one of us plays a canned clip of us telling you how the game is played. You know what? We're sick of it. So I'm just going to tell you what we do here. It's a game show where nothing matters except spite, points, and redemption. The two fellas you just heard from, <laughs> the two fellas you just heard from sent in their list of the top five reasons to use pen and paper. And let me tell you, they're uh, pretty good. And uh, I can determine their value and assign their defense one to three points at will. If both duders have the same answer on their list, well, that's an Uber stare down where only one may snag all three points for the answer while the other gets a big fat zero. But a zero is not a death sentence here because as host, I get to institute a house rule for today's game. Bonus points to anyone who can guess all four flavors of the newly released Mountain Dew hard seltzers. I have the four flavors written here on the do the do post-it note. No clicking, no searching, no cheating, gentlemen. Whoa. If you paid attention to my intro, I dropped a major hint. And the man with the most guest flavors will receive four extra points at the end of today's game. As always, when the game ends, I will crown a winner. And they can have one more tally to add to their mother's fridge back home. Now, we're about to start the game, but don't forget to stick around until the end of the show, where I, Brian Ernst, will list my fast five celebrity winery misfires. That's right, celebrities that should not have started their own line of wine. Yeah. These gentlemen drew straws before recording to determine who is the most insecure about their wiener, and I mistakenly forgot to cut one of the straws, so it's a draw. It is is clawed on the den wall here. (laughs) <laughs> the pre-show tie goes to a ginger. So, Mitch, you will go first. What is your number five? Wow, so you know I am very self-aware to a bad extent about my own wiener, I guess is what you're saying. Brian also missed a golden opportunity for a circumcision joke in there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was going to try and keep it civil today, boys, but we're not going to do that. My number five uh, is a classic one, and that is uh, giving a voice to an unwashed serving platter, if you will. It is leaving a, a, a nasty note to a roommate with oh. a pen and a post-it note. It's not real if you don't dance. Everyone's oh, got to dance. Nathan, shake those shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> shake those shoulders. <laughs> I hope everybody checks out the YouTube this week for the weakest white guy dances you've ever seen. And that is your number five, which, of course, goes against Nathan's number three. What did you have at number three, Nathan? Mm-hmm. Uh, passive aggressive notes to roommates. Well, that could. Oh. That's a stare down then. How about that? Mm-hmm. All right, Mitch, mm-hmm. you said yours first. So please go ahead and reveal what your number five is in detail, please. Yeah, um, I think this is um, this is such a classic way to really get a point across but not have the guts to stick around to deliver it kind of thing. Cause you can, you can write your little note. Um, the one I've experienced before from a roommate. Um, oh, I would uh, assume you would more of the writer, not the receiving. No, 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 no. I, if, if something like that happens, I just, I just silently uh, get angry, bottle it up and then never talk about it. But then true Midwestern. Nice. Catholic yes, exactly. Midwestern. Great. Perfect. 
Thank you very much. Yeah. So the roommate has no idea. They just come home to clean dishes and, you know, and then I'm like, so they're enjoying that clean uh, tea saucer. How dare they, you know, um, piling their cheeses and meats on that thing that I had to wash for two and a half seconds. Um, (laughs) This happened to me. Uh, It was my junior year of college and the summer prior, I had a subletter found her on Craigslist. She worked very well for the summer for my roommates. Uh, Brad Berry, if you're out there listening, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, her name was Jen Wisniewski or Wisniewski or Wisniewski, maybe how you pronounce it. But Sorry, we have her on the we, line right now. Jen. <laughs> I hate you. Why are you calling in? Okay. Um, no, w- w- within three months of living together, come fall, uh, she was leaving post-it notes um, on dishes that would say something like, hi, I'm a plate and I'd love to get washed within two hours. Imagine that like two exclamation points. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she would normally, yeah, she would leave them on dishes all over the house. Um, and also what I didn't understand was like, we were juniors, but she was like maybe a freshman or sophomore. So I was already like, why do you give a fuck? Like you're younger than us, you know, like, (laughs) Stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah, you haven't developed these skills, you know. Um, and of course, uh, w- with a lot of issues like this, sure, maybe her kitchen skills were on lock and she was a very clean person. Other parts of the house, she left like a goddamn horror show, you know, like she tossed a grenade behind her. She left a room kind of type thing. Uh, but in the kitchen, f- f- for Christ's sake, we should not, you know, uh, cross her even for one one second or moment um and i just remember reading this note finding it and thinking uh what a fucking coward you know <laughs> like just, if it's really that much of a problem where one of our 16 mismatched plates isn't clean and is sitting in the in the sink just come talk to me. Just come, just mention it. So then I know, um, because I tell you what, if you leave me a note like this, I sure as hell, I'm going to leave more dirty plates, but maybe at the top of the stairs where you have to walk up and out of every morning when you come out of your fucking dungeon basement bedroom. Um, so, you know, and I'm not bitter about it. And I wasn't like a, you know, like a game player, if you will, maybe I was, who knows, but, uh, you know, um, it is a bold move though. And I will say I've never done that before. Um, and, uh, uh, but God damn it. Like that, like that just takes like an amount of confidence and, and chutzpah to do that. Uh, and shocker, shocker, uh, she moved out before Christmas came. So, um, because <laughs> I guess the plates just pissed her off so much. I, we never knew she left, uh, when we were gone in the middle of the night, if you will, uh, with no reason or conversation she was just gone so yeah um weird but it's it's a it's a good way to really fuck shit up you know just leave those notes on the plates so that's my number five. Oh my god that is aw- yeah. i don't even know if that's chutzpah that is just maniacal and just yeah upsetting in every single way i don't know mm-hmm. if i could do that to somebody that i have to like pass in the halls or sit and watch tv with with that just like yeah. looming in the air, you'd be able to cut that tension with a knife. Like why? Why? I I I remember when Mitch and I uh, lived together. We had uh, 
we were next door neighbors in this uh, like long corridor in our apartment. He one time slipped a uh, cutout from a Sports Illustrated magazine of Kobe Bryant under my door. And that was when I knew I was in real trouble. <laughs> I was I was not a Kobe that, Bryant fan in the day. <laughs> that's also a, that's a power move. I mean, this is two versions of a similar power move. What do you think her intention was? Do you, did she actually think that writing these notes would get you to do it? And what kind of family background does she come from where this has to be her first result at trying to solve a situation? Yeah. So this this is why it was so confusing is that I really do think that she thought this would get us to to do our dishes. She was a um ended up being a a, a pretty um uh um uh, like a bully, I guess in a way, like just kind of like a domineering personality who's sort of like if you don't agree with me, then you're then you're against me. Like there's no gray area. Um and then also, I, I I don't I didn't know about her background, like her family growing up, uh, uh, childhood or anything like that. But the day we moved into this apartment, we went to go move people in, and she had zero things packed up and ready to go on the day of the move. So like that in and of itself, you're like, okay, you're complaining about dishes, but you're forcing eight other random strangers to pack up your things for you. Like that, it's like like a level of just disconnect and um, maybe narcissism. I don't know, but yeah, that is very strange. That is like the act. Yeah. Well, whatever. I'm glad yeah. she's no longer in your life. Exactly. Yes, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and, and if it hadn't been for Bradbury thinking she was cute and maybe he could um, get some, you know, get some sugar from her pot for a couple months during the summer <laughs> when she sublet for me, none of this would have happened. So mm. Um, just started throwing Barry, all of it's your all di- your fault. <laughs> just started throwing all your dishes under her bed, like a, <laughs> like a <laughs> under her bed or under her comforter, and then she has to like reveal it like a cut off horse head. Dude, I had another roommate in college who did that to our other roommate when he didn't wash a pot. He would put it in his bed. It was terrible. Yeah, oh. and, that, and that that doesn't do anything. That just makes enemies very quickly. Yes, it does. Yeah. Speaking of enemies, you guys are enemies on the stare down. Nathan, can yeah. you beat this with your number three? Uh, I don't know. I, don't I mean, that, that covers that covers a lot of the ground. It's just, you know, mine was passive aggressive notes to roommates. Uh, this really does show how severe the offense is to you in your mind's eye uh, because you have to go to the effort. Um, but you can also, in today's world, you can draw your own emojis and I think the handwritten smiley face, you can put your own personal stank on it. You know, you can do the upside down smiley face. That means, uh, you know, that can mean anything to you. You can put a little XOXO at the end of the note about uh, the place needing to be washed. But I wanted to share one of my favorite poems. I know this isn't something no. we do a lot on this show, but this was something we oh. examined in a screenwriting class way back in the day. And it's it's sort of a classic uh, teaching poem with about subtext and whatnot, because you can read it if you just read it straight through. It's one thing. And then it's it's really a great passive aggressive roommate note, the best one. And then at the end, I just want you to imagine a big upside down smiley face with maybe a couple of squiggle marks or maybe some eyebrows tossed in just really to give you the juice. And that's, uh, (laughs) it's called, this is just to say by William Carlos Williams and William Carlos Williams was a doctor 
And so he had his little doctor's prescription pad. So between appointments, he would write poetry. And so they were all very short. Here it goes. Okay. I have eaten the plums that were in the icebox and which you were probably saving for breakfast. Forgive me. They were delicious. So sweet. And so cold. Upside down smiley face with two X's for the eyes. <laughs> Boom. Just ah, roasted. Gotcha. Did you oh. receive said note? <laughs> I feel like no. This is what do this I do? Is I can't go pick this up from a pharmacy. <laughs> this is a published poem. This is a classic teaching tool, but I I love it. It's it's timeless. It's timeless in the roommate sphere. And I, 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 I have received this poet or this poet this poem from Nathan and our other old roommate Steve before. Actually, I don't. Do you remember? Do you not remember writing this to me, Nathan? I don't. Every time I would go home and I'd be like, ooh, I'm going to have one of those ice cold PBRs in the fridge that I purchased. And then in the place would be just a $5 bill. I'd be like, oh. Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We would literally put money in the fridge. Which, which is so it's such a romantic notion now because instead Mitch would if it happened now Mitch would be back back in Minnesota and he would get a little notification from his Zell that we sent him six ninety nine because his six yeah. pack was gone. Yeah. Like, that PBR inflation is really seven eleven seven eleven it costs seven twelve for the six pack of PBR. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh you yourself, Nathan, have you actually received any of these passive aggressive notes? other than this poem before? No, I, I saw one in person, but it was not mm-hmm. to me. I'm grateful to say it was, uh, this was, I was living in uh, a, a flat as they call them in London with like seven people. And my then girlfriend and I woke up in the morning and we went down to get breakfast. It was like a multi-level thing. It was kind of an old kooky building that used to be a factory or something like that. Ooh, it sounds like London. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, very quaint. But we, we go past the, the, the bathroom and there's a note on it. And uh, it's it just, it said, <laughs> I remember it so distinctly because... We thought we were going to stick around, but then we decided we were going to go out for breakfast after we read the note, which was, it said, somebody forgot to use the toilet brush. <laughs> and, then, and then it said, I don't want to discuss this any further, but and I don't remember what it said, but those were the exact words that started it. And uh, we looked at that, my then girlfriend and I, and we were like, you know what? We were the first people up that morning, or at least we were the first people out of the rooms. So we're like, let's just uh, let's just head out on the town and see what the wide world outside has to offer, because we don't <laughs> want to know the follow up to any of this story. <laughs> God, oh, that is a valiant effort for that, sir. And though you did teach us a valuable lesson, I think I still have to go with Mitch for this stare down. Yes. My blood is still boiling <laughs> thinking of trying to find one of those notes on my dishes. Especially as a man who loves to let his dishes fester. Uh, So, (laughs) Mitch, you're getting three, winning the stare down to Nathan zero. We're going to give Nathan a shot at redemption here to go to his number five. What do you have, sir? Okay. Number five ways to use pen and paper is write the Gettysburg Address. (laughs) Hold for applause. 
or or oh. any other historical document. It could be any historical document. You got the Gettysburg Address. It's in the Smithsonian. Abraham Lincoln's own hand that he wrote by candlelight the night before, procrastinating in true college student fashion. Those habits never die. Or you've got mm -hmm. uh, I, other ones you, you may have seen, uh, like the Constitution, obviously, the Declaration of Independence, uh, outside of uh, the United States, but also in the English language. The Magna Carta. I have seen one of the copies of the Magna Carta written, like, I don't know, 12, 14 or so. Pretty amazing. The point I'm trying to make is these will secure you into immortality. You do not want to uh, write a major speech, even in today's era. You don't want to write it on your word processor or Google Docs or whatever it might be. For instance, Barack Obama's 04 DNC speech, it was taken from a PDF to an NFT. Now it is a POS that might as well be on MS-DOS. That is just, it is just a glorified email. It will not go down as one of the great speeches of all time. You need that fancy calligraphy, the browning paper. And then, of course, the gigantic swashbuckling signature, John Hancock on the uh, Declaration of Independence. Uh, obviously, the John Hancock Center, formerly named uh, Landmark Building here in Chicago, the John Hancock Company. John Hancock, do you know anything about the guy other than he wrote his name really big? Nothing. No. But Nothing. he took a pen to paper and he wrote his name really big <laughs> and people know who he is 250 years later. That is something. So that's why this is a good reason to put pen to paper. <laughs> I want to be petty for a second. I, I, I want to be petty. Um, did, did, were they writing with pens or were they writing with quills then? And uh? they, they, they were, they were writing. With, yeah, they were writing with quills, but they still use the term penmanship. So, okay, okay, okay. I just, I just, I just want to really hammer that point home and maybe, maybe to Brian, just write it like, you know, is that. Knowing is, Brian, is the way that I do, I'm not worried about this. You know? <laughs> it wouldn't be Uber Cinco if Mitch wasn't trying to remove points from his opponent from afar. I mean, uh, it's just, I, 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 raise, I raise an excellent point um, because. You know, I, I don't think us everyday players are out there writing historical documents to. Well, you know what, Mitch? Mitch, know, I wave free the white whole flag. populations from I enslavement should, or start governments. This. Or I should have saved this for next week's episode when we go over the top five reasons to put quill to parchment. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't you know, matter because Mitch's efforts are going to go unlistened to <laughs> as I give you three points for your number five, Nathan. Jesus. Uh, just because I know Brian. how much it will anger Mitch. Now we're going to go back to Mitch for his number four. What do you have, sir? Okay. Okay. You know what? Uh, for listeners at home, you can't see the names we've given ourselves uh, in our um, in our recording studio here. But today, Brian has named himself Clam Cake Buttersnatch. <laughs> and um, yes. I'm just, you know, uh, Brian, I'm going to... Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna play to that name right now, okay? I'm I'm gonna play to that name uh, with my number four, and that is the strong B and the throwaway I is what I call it. And the reason I'm calling it that is, um, so 
clam cake butter snatch. And th- that reminds me of something that's delicious. It's homey. It's warm. It's easy to eat. Um, and, and it feels like something you're getting away with, right? Like if, if you have a clam cake and a butter snatch, what are you doing? You know, you're living life high on the hog, my friend. You know, you are, you are riding the top of that wave. And that's my number four is using pen and paper to get the forgery of your mother's signature just right so you can write notes for yourself to go to the quote-unquote orthodontist during your senior year of high school, a.k.a. <laughs> leave school to have sex with your first girlfriend ever. That's what my number four is. I mean, how am I not getting three points was- right here, right now? And, I'm, and I call it the strong B because my mom's signature, it was a nice E with an I and an L, and then a very strong B, and then and then the I, the B R I, the I in the in the Eileen, the I in the Brinkman. It was a soft little I, but if I didn't nail those just right, the secretary Rose Ducats would have would have caught it with her with her old hawk eyes. But guess what? I practiced it. I had it down, and I could write myself a note to go to the orthodontist or to the dentist or to any kind of ist I wanted to, and I would <laughs> pop away from school for two hours. Me and Brittany would, would meet back at the Casa. We'd, uh, uh, you know, exchange... Uh, Fluids? Um, what? Fluids? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we'd exchange dance moves, and then I'd get back to school r- real quick. And it made just... It was just... It was a nice little break from school I needed as a senior in high school. You know, I, I was really overworked, and I just I, I deserved that 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 time to myself. You know, as if I was eating a clam cake uh, for, for lunch and a butter snatch for dessert. You know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> that's what I'm telling you here. So that's my number four. Those were the Perfect. moves you and Brittany were doing. <laughs> the old butter <laughs> snatch, Brian. <laughs> Brian, you filthy, you filthy young man. Um, that's my number four. It's perfect. It's it's three points. Actually, if you want to give me four points for just, you know, skipping school to have sex, for, you know, a lot for the first time it's, in my life, I think I think that would be pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Move. A bonus point. So yeah. Give it's it to definitely me, Brian. A cool move. Give me four points. Give me four points. Was that what you also said to Brittany? I don't think that is what we need to be saying. You don't need a okay. score no. for your no. high school sex sesh, okay? Okay. But I'm giving you three points anyway, because that's a fantastic answer. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I gave you that points without even hearing Nathan's number four. That's Mm -hmm. how much I liked it. Wow. But I'm going to go back to Nathan for his number four. It's called Power, baby. Prepare to be disappointed. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Mitch also said that to Brittany before. (laughs) No, come on. I was going to say that about Nathan. (laughs) Well, I... uh, I could only think of four funny ones, uh, or I'll leave funny up to the judgment of both you and the listeners. But I, <laughs> I, I could only think of a serious one, so I'm going to make it real short. Um, okay. This is letters to closest family members. And off the top of my head, I could think of five separate friends who had received handwritten communication from family members Incidentally, whether it be a note left on the kitchen table or a card or a Valentine or whatever. Oh, and then and then that sure. person that person passed away and then they got that signature, the love comma X, and they got it tattooed on them somewhere and it lasts a lifetime. No joke here whatsoever. That is just I thought quite beautiful and mm. I, sh- I lay it at your feet. Okay. 
Are you saying he, five people you know have gotten that as a tattoo, or five, five people have just received a? No, five different people that I I could think of have had this had have a tragic loss in their life, and this is a tattoo that they have put somewhere on themselves wow. as, as a memento. I mean, I'm not mm. going to name them, obviously. But no, but I, having five people have the exact kind of same way of remembering somebody is pretty in, intriguing to me. I don't know how to pivot this back to talking about <laughs> sex again. <laughs> mm. Well, Nathan, I'll look like a complete asshole if I don't give you three points. You're going to get three points. Oh, yeah. match well, Mitch's. Turning, turning my loved one's tragedies into three points is why I come on this show. I am such a great guy. <laughs> Yeah, can I wait? Can, can I can I tell a quick story about, about about one of the best handwritten notes I ever got from my mom? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, again, you remember how, how I was talking about that whole thing about um, I used to um, skip school at the time to have uh, yes. uh, to have cool sex or whatever, and uh, like yeah, just a pretty just cool, a bad actually. boy, like you know, leather jacket, motorcycle, hog, sunglasses all the time. Um, so, also senior year. Um, I was, I, I, I dabbled, I dabbled in, in the vodka a little bit and, um, Ooh. yeah, uh, yeah, not the best, you know, I, I didn't have the best vodka taste. I'm not like, you know, I wasn't James Bond, you know, having martinis or something, but my mom found a bottle of vodka that I had in my room and she dumped it all out and then she taped a piece of paper on it, wrote a note on it. And then it just, it just sat on there. Let's talk. And, uh, Ooh. and then, and then set it on top of my dresser. So like when I went in, you know, when I remember my thought, so then I had to like go to her to talk. And, um, and it's, you know, at the time when you're a headstrong 17, 18 or, or whatever, you're like, Oh my God, mom, what have you, Oh, have you seen an infomercial before? Oh, you know, like, cause at that time they're like, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs, you know? And then it was like, do you know where your kids are right now? And then it, like, you know, shows are shot of a, of a kid like you know chugging a beer and then shooting up or something or as or as homer simpson said i told you an hour ago no (laughs) (laughs) exactly and uh and so i go to my mom and you know she she wanted the best for me absolutely like she wasn't uh she wasn't encouraging poor behavior at all but i remember i went to go i was like hey so yeah i saw the the note, whatever the bottle, uh, and and I like I credit her for like forcing me to have to come to her to talk to her, you know, like and like I waited a little bit; it wasn't immediate. But she was like, "Yeah, so why? Like, why are you doing that?" And I was like, "Well, you know, young and impressionable. I don't know. Like, want to have fun?" She's like, "No, no, no. I mean, like, why can't you just drink beer? Why do you have to drink vodka?" Like beer's so much safer, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And the the main <laughs> point she was trying to tell me was like, "Beer, you can. It's like you can drink twelve ounces of, it and you're fine. Where vodka is a lot more dangerous." I was like, uh, "Okay, yeah, I guess I'll. All right, I'll be more careful, and I'll drink beer instead. I guess." <laughs> this is like our old friend Steve Moore's handwritten note uh, graduation to his uh, younger brothers, the Brickles. Uh, yeah. Which which he just summed up quite succinctly: uh, beer before liquor, never sicker. Liquor before beer in the clear. 
So exactly. Yeah. I think if your mom could have just put it into such a poetic form, (laughs) maybe it would have resonated and I wouldn't have to drag you off the bathroom floor at 3am so many times in college, Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you know, if I, uh, but I didn't listen to my mom. That was the problem. I didn't listen to her and I, I didn't switch to beer full time. Um, But I, it would have been funny if she like had, you know, the empty vodka bottle in front of it had just put a fresh beer and taped onto a note that said like, drink this instead, you know, and then just left that on the dresser, you know, that would have been a good. Or caused more confusion. (laughs) Well, that's true. All that. Yeah. Wait, wait. Do I mix these? Mom, I wasn't clear (laughs) on the recipe. What do I do with these? (laughs) Uh, Mitchell, that was a fantastic little uh, story you took us through, but now you have to give us your number three. Oh yeah, of course. Keep that yeah, train uh, rolling. Absolutely. My number three is, um, uh, is I'm I'm calling it. Um, is anyone's is anyone's forehead that strong and soul patch that full? Um, and this is a direct. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know this. This is out of left field. You shouldn't know what that means. No, no one knows what it means. Um, Mitch, no this, one ever knows what your named number whatever's are on the show means. Of course, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Um, but this is re- referring exactly to the guy I used to always doodle. This is all about doodling. You need a pen and a paper to doodle. Um, and I loved, I loved drawing a guy with a giant forehead and big spiky hair, and he had a soul patch all the time. Probably some chops on there too. Oh, I've uh, seen this doodle. I think I've seen this doodle. Yeah, it's it, it's a fun doodle, you know. Maybe he's got like a real crooked smile, but you can see all his chompers too. Like he's like, you know, he's like, like maybe he's like biting off the end of a joint too, or something in his teeth. I don't know. Um, I was gonna say Slim Jim, but okay, close enough. Yeah, also Slim Jim, but um, but but doodling is so good because it's it's just you are you are plumbing your brain for for shit you want to think about or are thinking about or don't want to think about. Or you're just trying to draw the same guy over and over and over again. Maybe you're iterating upon each drawing. You're making it better. Or you're just drawing the same damn thing over and over again. And it's still terrible like I kind of did. But the thing I love about doodling, though, is that especially in grade school, was that you could doodle or high school. I Actually, there was some high school doodling that people got in trouble for. But you can get in trouble for a doodle on a piece of paper. I had numerous friends that would doodle. And perhaps drop the paper or leave it behind somewhere. It got found by a teacher and they got in trouble for the doodle. And they'd be like, how dare you draw this picture of a voluptuous, well-hipped, you know, raven haired <laughs> beauty with, you know, heaving breasts. You know, it's like, well, guess what? That wasn't for you. That was a private doodle. You know, like it'd be like, you know, uh, a cops being like, hey, we listened to your private phone call and heard you you know, talk about wanting to steal, you know, from a store nearby, you know, and we're going to arrest you for that. I had a private doodle found in high school. I'd like to share if I may. Oh yeah. Oh, please, please go for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, we had a, uh, we had a principal of, uh, of, uh, who was, who was quite a ripe target for, uh, accusing of maybe being a little on the creepy side. I'll say that. Sure. Okay. And I drew a, a, he was easy to draw character. He had glasses and he had a beard and it was just quite easy to draw. I'm not a great artist, but I, I drew his face once in study hall when he was uh, overseeing it. And then I started, I was like, you know what? I'll put him in a little schoolboy outfit on a bicycle, holding a 
batch of balloons and I'll put a little speech bubble that says, follow me, my children. And then I passed it to somebody <laughs> behind me and I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. And then, you know, six or seven hours of the day go by and then I'm back in the study hall and people like, or like call me in as I'm walking past and they're pointing at it and he's in the room and they're all laughing at this thing that is taped on the whiteboard and it was the drawing of him that I did. <laughs> and, he, and his only thing he said to me was, I'm not sure that's totally accurate. <laughs> that was the end of it. Wow. Uh, I, I, I had a friend in high school who would doodle on the board before the teacher would get in the classroom. Like if the teacher would be, I don't know, you know, going to get a cup of coffee or something. Uh, Beauty, who I've mentioned on this podcast before, great caricaturist too. Like he was like, he would zero in on a teacher's biggest insecurity and draw it the largest kind of, oh, you know, type drawer. God. Yeah. And uh, he loved drawing our history teacher, Mr. Hoverson. And one day he drew Mr. Hoverson who his insecurity was his acne scars below his sort of patchy beard. Um, so Beauty zeroed right in on that. And, um, uh, beauty, beauty around there because Mr. Hobson used, used to always say, I have NFC, meaning no fucking clue. He'd always be like, Brinkman, I have NFC, how you came up with that answer. So Beauty wrote in the speech bubble, as Mr. Hoverson saying, I have NFC, how I have a wife and children. Um, oh, like, no. <laughs> essentially saying, like, who the fuck would fuck me and marry me? And uh, he put it up there. And we all laughed about it. Normally, he he always draw it quick, and then he'd erase it. But someone distracted him. He forgot to erase it, and he sat down. And so it was just right up on the board. And Mr. Overson came in, and um, he'd seen other other Beauty drawings before, and so he saw it and just pointed at Beauty, just finger right at him, goes to the office, Mr. Beauty, and like just kicked him out immediately, and. Yeah, John was gone for the rest of the week. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was a it was a good doodle though. It really nailed Hoverson's um, like bulldog face and his big hair and his yeah and his wide hips. So um, it does remind me of the best doodle that I, I ever experienced. Uh, I think this was a night in which I had a three and a half hour break on a four hour shift. At the local Jewel Osco, we had a very cool manager. Oh, boy. And when things were done, he's like, we're ordering a pizza tonight, and we're going to sit in the break room. No problem. You got it. And one of the other guys was really good at sketching with the Sharpies that we always had in our pocket. And he just picked up, like, one of these old dessert paper plates, and he's just doodling on the back. And with the most minimalist design, he drew the manager, who had a very signature, like, bald head and goatee. Mm. And he just kind of held it up, and he just passed it to him. And for whatever reason, I had like one of the first generation Blackberries and I was mm -hmm. recording this on video. So the quality is absolutely horrible. <laughs> but I have this on video of him passing it to him and he notices out of the corner of his eye. And I have never seen a human being laugh harder <laughs> than when they saw a doodle of themselves. And he is wheezing and crying. And I had this clip is like three minutes long and he cannot catch his breath because of how accurate this doodle captured him. He was so happy 
that he was just completely lost it. And it's one of those things that comes up on my Facebook and reminds me like once every couple of years, like, Hey, do you remember this? Oh and I God. always send it to that boss and the guy I worked with. I'm like, remember this <laughs> every time. And just so I could hear that laugh again, that was oh, one of the best nights of all time. So wow. for reminding me of that story and describing beautiful buxom ladies and NFC, hey, yeah. I can definitely give you three points. It's a three Thank point you. day. I'm feeling so generous. I can't even do it. Nathan, you unfortunately got a big fat zero for your number three. So I'm going to go to your two to try and save it. Okay. What do you have for your number two? Well, my number two is in honor of my grandfather, Mike, Grandpa Mike. Uh, Grandpa Mike was quite famous uh, around the rest of the kids in my uh, social group because he would always carry around in his breast pocket a little notebook. So this is the breast pocket notebook during casual conversation. So he would always he would he would always pull it out just the most random intervals. My my grandfather could kind of come off as like the absent minded professor. My grandpa is a very well respected man in the community. But he's, you know, like he kind of gets lost in thought and he would pull this uh, notebook out and he would scribble things and nobody ever knew what he was doing. But it was it wasn't malicious. But I will get to why this could be used as malicious. But mm-hmm. the, the reason it's effective is because this doesn't have to be done anymore. This can be easily done. You can write a note on your phone. You can do a little voice note, whatever. But if you're mm-hmm. using your phone that can be construed as you are texting, you're looking something up, you're checking the score of a, a sporting event, you're swiping right on Tinder, you're bu- buying Bitcoin because it's as low as it's been since 2019 and it has to recover, right? <laughs> right, guys? Yes. It has yeah. to. Uh, yes. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah, all right. Um, yeah, getting distracted. Let's keep pumping it. Tell everyone it, it's going to go up. Keep pumping it. Keep <laughs> but, pumping it. But this can be used in many scenarios if you use the write something down, pull out that notebook, say Carol in accounting makes a cutting remark about the CEO's tie, whip out the notebook, jot something down, put it back in. Are you tattling on her or are you stealing her joke? Hmm, She doesn't know. Or Carol in accounting makes a comment about how your last expense report wasn't exactly accurate. Silently stare into the middle distance, jot something down, and Carol thinks you're putting her on your hit list. <laughs> or, or you're in the elevator with Carol from accounting, and she pitches you her idea for a miniseries about the serial murders carried out at the 1987 Trivial Pursuit World Championships. Whip out that notebook. She thinks you're stealing her billion-dollar idea. That is the power of the handwritten little spiral notebook in the breast pocket. Wow. Did you ever find out what Grandpa Mike was putting in this notebook? I don't think anybody knows to this day. Wow. It's still a family mystery. I, th- there has to be a stack somewhere of yeah. 10,000 notebooks. And so my grandpa is in the nursing home now, um, and he does not live at the farm. But the farm is, is still there and available to all family members at a discount price to tour and I have uh, gone out there to the farm, and I've I've poked around in the nooks and crannies, and I have not found one of these notebooks. So the mystery is mm. as great to me as it is to any of you. Mm. I, I hope somebody finds them one day, and they are just the best one-liners 
ever written <laughs> and they've just never been performed. It would, it would be in character. Oh, what a treasure trove that would be. That the, is so he, he is a sharp guy with a great sense of humor. He's such a sharp wit, but too polite to actually cut somebody down in the moment. And I could easily mm-hmm. see it being something where he can just absolutely roast somebody. And this is his way of just withholding it. But then he can go back later and be like, Oh, I got them. Have you ever uh, looked for these notebooks like underneath the mattress, like underneath the Playboys? Or <laughs> <laughs> if that's what it's filled with. Oh, I forgot to renew the subscription. <laughs> <laughs> Read the article from May nineteen eighty four. I've, I've poked really around in, in, in the house and the secondary house and all the machines. I have found fucking nothing controversial at that farm. Oh. <laughs> it is <laughs> this is white bread because at a farm America. you have to dig to find something controversial <laughs> that's the point check check the box that someone wrote prayer books on i think that's probably the best the best the best shot uh oh oh or look when for my, any, when my uh, college passed, football I, stats manuals when my when my <laughs> when my grandma passed i went through all 72 enormous crates that said prayer books on them and you know what i found <laughs> Fucking prayer books. Prayer books. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery solved. Oh, that's good. All right, Mitch, you got your your work cut out for you. You got a top prayer books, my friend. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we mentioned prayer, prayer books because my number two has a holy name, and that is called the actual Hail Mary. Now, people always say, "Oh, I want to throw a Hail Mary in football. I want to throw a Hail Mary to like." get someone to notice me and go out with me. The true Hail Mary is if when you forget your mother's birthday or you forget mother's day, you take out a pen and you take out a paper. Hopefully the paper is nice. Maybe it's, it's hefty. It's a bigger weight. Maybe there's some border on it and you write an incredible heartfelt note or birthday card or happy mother's day note to your mom and you mail it to her. And when you do this, Hopefully, if you're lucky like I am, as I mentioned before, you're forced to take calligraphy class uh, in in elementary school, so you have a nice hand right. Hopefully, that shit is beautiful. Hopefully, you can doodle a picture of a flower perhaps on there. Maybe you can doodle uh, a picture of her favorite animal. You know, maybe it's her cat. You know, you put it on there. Uh, But you write just the most specific um, uh, full of examples of of her great motherdom, or of, of why she's such a cool lady, or what she has done in her life to be proud of, and you you just shower on the praise, and that's all handwritten. It's all on a piece of paper. You pop that in the mail. Sure, it's six days late. Sure, it's a week late. Sure, it's two weeks late. But it has got your handwriting on there it, it comes her in the mail she gets to open it she gets to smell it um you know she, she gets to put it up on the fridge she gets to put it on her dresser if she wants but this handwritten note this is the best time to pull it out because i don't know about you guys but my mom loves me and she loves sentiment she loves earnestness and uh pen to paper you know it's always it's always it's always the best Buying a card, obviously writing on it, very nice, but making something from scratch with your brains, with your creativity, with your quill, 
Ugh. Uh, um, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's really where it's at. And this one isn't funny. It's not, but <laughs> it lets, it, it lets your mommy know that you love her. You know, you love her so damn much and you're so thankful that she decided to, you know, strip your dad and then she wanted to, to birth you and then take care of you, raise you, send you to school, make sure you were, you know, smart enough to write that letter later on. You know, it's all there. It's all there. So, um, and to drink beer instead of vodka. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> you know, and, and I, I just can't think of a better, a better way to make someone happy than to write a handwritten note to your, to your own mother. Uh, and, and, and brighten her day. So that's my number two. And Brian, I know you love your mom. So don't you dare give me anything less than four points. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Mitch just logged off. He's gone. He just <laughs> left the show. <laughs> I do love my mommy too. So I will yeah. give you both three points for this round because I love the sentiment. I asked for four points. Uh, clam I cake. don't care because me, I don't give cheat. me four clam I know cake. The rules. Come on. <laughs> no, 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 no. You still have your chance to get the Mountain Dew bonus. So, uh, oh my God, that's time. right. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, if, no, that's at the end. It's at the end. You don't have to do it yet. It's Code Red end. Seltzer done. That's okay. Point. Thank you. It's at all the right. end. Don't okay. have to rush out your okay. answers. You get okay. to bathe in the glory that will be Mountain Dew Hard Seltzer. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going on to number one. Mm-hmm. I really need you guys to mess this up because I have only given out three points or zero today. Sure. So please mess up your number one so I can okay. give you a different number. Really offend me and make it bad. I'm going to go back to Nathan. Nathan, what is your number one reason to put pen to paper? My number yep. one reason to take out a pen or find a pen, which is That's really what you're going to have to do because you're not carrying one anymore. It's 2022. Can I guess here? Go ahead. Sure. Can I guess uh, to fill out your probation form? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, gotcha. what a knife gotcha. twist. Woo, Nathan's a convict, right? Been to jail, huh? <laughs> Been to jail, huh? <laughs> There's a negative one for interrupting. Thanks for helping oh, even off the score shit. here. Come Nathan, on. continue. Uh, no, Come my, on, clam cake. Don't, don't do um, that to me. My, my number one reason to put pen to paper is because your phone is dead. What? Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Boo. No. What? Come on. Not what? because your phone's no. dead. No. No, because your phone's dead, so you have to put pen to paper. No, no. If your phone's dead, you go to your email first. That's mm, no, yeah. no. You're you're out. You're out in the wild. There's scrap paper. There's a receipt. Your phone's dead. <clears throat> this is the now. This isn't funny, quote unquote. Funny, <laughs> like some of Mitch's answers. Funny, sure, they're funny, but this is truth. I'm throwing truth at you. The most common reason for the rest of time from like 15 years ago to forever is because your phone's dead. Wow. And Nathan quoting uh, some of our reviews there by putting this is not funny in big quotes. (laughs) The most reviews we've ever gotten for Uber Zinko right there. Thanks for reminding me, Nathan. Well, I, I'm, wait, I, I, what, I haven't what, read what those situation? reviews. <laughs> this is why I don't read our reviews. <laughs> I'm kidding. They don't exist. I'm being self-deprecating, a form of humor that people also don't laugh at. Now, Nathan, what situation are you in that your phone is dead? What kind of information are you needing to write down because your phone is dead? Where uh, are you? What's going on? 
Oh, well, I mean, God forbid, worst case scenario, Jesus, somebody wants to give you their phone number, which if you need a pen and paper, then you're in trouble because they could put your number in their phone. So if you pull out a pen and paper there, I'd say before you even get to this third digit, crumple that thing up and throw it over your shoulder because they are not calling you back. Uh, Or uh, song recommendations, artist recommendations, addresses. These are, I mean, it's simple stuff. But your phone's dead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is the only reason we're going to do yeah. it. Everything we've talked <laughs> about on the show to this point is like, I mean, it's cute. It's fun. We had a great time getting here, but it's going to be less and less and less and less and less. And I know we were trying to show how romantic and sentimental and, and meaningful and fun this stuff can be. Yeah. But- for the rest of human history, whether it's five or six years, probably, or several thousand millennia, maybe, it's going to be because mm-hmm. your phone's dead. But hold on. If, Nathan, if, if, if some, someone can just text you all that information, and then once your phone is charged, the, the information will show up in your text messages. Yeah, people don't like each other that much. They're like, uh, if somebody, if, if if I'm telling somebody something, and they're like, "Oh, my phone's dead," and I'm like, I'm telling them I wanted them to listen to this Allman Brothers concert from 1971. And they're like, "My phone's dead." I'm like, "Yeah, all right, whatever. You don't care," and I walk away. <laughs> so that's that's it. Now, Nathan, I have a serious question. Are you worried that our listeners will have gone 50 minutes into a show to hear? Your phone is dead. Isn't that like sitting through a 30 second ad on a YouTube video for an eight second clip? I mean, I need a better scenario. If they, here. If, Why? If they Why are listen you to this down? show, then they have done that several million times. <laughs> <laughs> that I agree with. Now, Mitch has his work cut out for him to beat this. He's already at negative one point. So let's see if he can get to that big two. What do you got for us? No, I I won't have to do a lot of work to beat this. It will be a nice little cakewalk, and I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna take you both with me. I'm gonna put you in my pockets. I'm a, I'm gonna stroll with you down memory lane, and this is when you are are younger people. You're in junior high, perhaps. This is before we get phones. This is uh, this. Of course, you guys you guys love my creative titles, right? Yeah, you do. Everyone loves them. So. <laughs> Uh, this is this is the first version of the creepy slash cool. Maybe it's cool. DM slide in. That's when you're in junior high and you are uh, you, and you're you're writing a note to someone. You know you you have your jelly roll pens. You're like ooh ooh Claire. Ooh, let's put in green ink, comma, um, and then ooh, let me switch to blue ink. And you're like, hey Claire, uh, what's up? Um, wasn't uh, Miss Tart's joke about uh, broccoli just so funny earlier? Ha 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 ha! <laughs> um, let's sit. Let's sit at the same table at lunch. Comma. Can't wait for that for the chicken fries! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Tee hee hee hee! XO. Ha ha. No. J K. L O L. Comma. Mitch boy, and then you fold it up just so, and you tuck in the points, you tuck in the corners, and you give it to your friend, Drake, and you say, Drake, deliver this, make sure it does not get opened, go to science, get this to Claire, and, and, and get the note back for me, please. And of course, this is what I love about these notes, too, is that every note you ever got 
in junior high, before you had a phone, you know, when it, you were just going through terrible classes, trying to learn things you didn't give a shit about. All you wanted back was a note with some fucking stupid art on it. All you wanted was that mm-hmm. little note. You'd peel it open. You'd see what it was. And it was just like half ha ha's and LOLs. And like, gosh, wasn't that funny? Ha ha, LOL. But then you bring the note home and then all of us, all of us had a little bit of killer in us because we'd all have a little shoebox we'd keep under our bed and put those notes in and you'd keep all your notes, right? And you'd take them out and you'd kind of look through your notes and you'd touch your notes and you'd be like, oh, I've had so many notes in my life, you know? Um, <laughs> and uh, Serial killer shoebox. We're all familiar. Uh, I, you know, I, I yes, hate to, I, we, all, we all did this. We all did this. I, this wasn't just me. I, I, this I, wasn't I, just me. I held on to some this. notes. I held on to some notes. I did. I held yes. on to some notes. This is yes. a real thing. Yes. 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 And the reason I held on to all of my notes because seventh grade, I didn't get a lot of notes. I maybe got one. But eighth grade, ooh, I, I started to be able to talk to girls just a little bit. And then, ooh, notes started coming in. I started sending notes out. And so I... I like held on to my notes as like a weird trophy that I'd just keep under my bed, you know, like, like the ears of, of, of drifters you'd kill, you know, it, like, wow. <laughs> kind of thing. okay. That got dark <laughs> wow. in a hurry. You've, we've entered a, Car- a Cormac McCarthy novel here. <laughs> we were in a, we were in an you know episode what? of Saved hey. by the Bell and now we're in Blood Meridian. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm, I think I could top that because there, was you know they give you these planners at the beginning of your school year like you're supposed to put all your assignments in it here's your agenda and blah 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 Mm -hmm. i never used that thing so we used mine in freshman biology there were four of us in the back of the classroom Mm -hmm. and we would just take that and whatever day it was we would start drawing cartoons and the more with stick figures and you would just keep going, passing the notebook throughout the class, trying to make it more and more X-rated before the end of class. Love it. So they were stick figures with giant gazongas, huge wieners. Yes. Standing in (laughs) dripping pools of ejaculate, Mm -hmm. writing the teacher's name, who it was. Mm -hmm. This is the worst thing. And I found one of these notebooks recently and I laughed so hard (laughs) at how great we were. I mean, just to bend over stick figures with a giant wiener hitting it, standing in this pool uh, with the wiener of some other stick figure in its mouth. And you're like, we were 14 years old. <laughs> and it was like, oh, my God, our creativity knew no bounds. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I and your tent's taking me back here a little bit. I like it. There is. Did I you- find something beautiful about the sense of humor of uh, people who are about that age, because it never goes away. And then we just start suppressing it a bit. And we like, Oh, yeah. oh no, no yeah. we've got it. We've got to act like we're better than that. But really yeah. we still find it funny. And then at that, yes. but at that age, it's just unfiltered and they just, they don't care. There's no consequences, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I mean, I, I have, a, a, it doesn't compare to Brian's story, but I do remember one note I passed where I was feeling a little flirtatious and, Ooh. There was a, a girl that I, so I mean, I went to a school with, there were 11 people in my appellate court district growing up. Like that, mm-hmm. there was not a big mm-hmm. population, so I'm not going to narrow it down, but I just, there <laughs> was a, Pickens, as we call yeah, it. there was a girl sitting behind me and I just, I just like on a little sticky note, I just wrote S some D and I turned around and handed it to her. 
And I was like, wow. this is the biggest risk I have ever taken in my <laughs> life. Like I was sexting before sexting was a thing. And then she, she <laughs> tapped me on the shoulder and she uh, passed me back another sticky note. And it said L some P. And that was oh. that was the farthest I got with any girl in high school. <laughs> that girl and I never held hands. That was the extent of the relationship. But I'll never forget it. The reason my notebook thing started is the girl I sat next to. I had a huge crush on and I kept trying to fit it in. How are we going to do this? How are I going to do it? And then she moved away. Oh. <laughs> End of freshman year. She left. That's like the start of, of every like 80s or 90s, like junior high movie. <laughs> and yeah. then she moved away. And now you've got to make the little league team to win her back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just stuck here in Entireland, Ohio, and she just moved to Los Angeles, California, and we're going out to vacation. I'm going to see her again soon. That's a road movie for the ages. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, oh man, Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell. Yeah. I can't believe I'm about to do this to you. Yeah. I'm about to give you a perfect game. Fuck Three points. Yes. Fuck yes. That is it. Perfect game. That is 15 points for you to Nathan's 10, but Mountain Dew bonus. I'm going to raise to six points to give Nathan the chance to steal. Wow. Nathan, what are the four? Do the Dew hard seltzer flavors. All right. Dew hard seltzers. I'm going to go strawberry lime, strawberry lemonade, strawberry rhubarb, and strawberry (laughs) strawberry. Okay. There's no strawberry on the list, so you get no points. And God have mercy on your soul. All right, Mitch. Yep. Take a swing. Okay. I'm gonna go. Um. Um. Uh, first one is a. It's a black cherry, but it's called Call of Duty Black. Uh. And then the second okay. one is uh for Halo. Uh. And it and it tastes like lemon lime but it's called uh halo moonshot and then the third is um ooh, 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 ooh. baja buzz it's baja blast but it gets you fucked up and the last one is classic mountain dew drips tastes like a mountain stream but gets you a fucking slizzy baby all right that's it thank you very much black cherry was one of the answers so you will get all six points it was oh my god <laughs> The other answers were watermelon, Baja Blast, and regular. What? Regular. <laughs> oh, regular. Wait, I was going to say so regular. So I got three oh. of the four, then, is what you're saying. You didn't say watermelon. I got, no, 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 no. I said I got three of the four. I got black cherry, Baja Buzz, which I said, and then and then original. Original right, and regular fine. are very different ideas. Come I mean, on. A, I mean, a regular <laughs> ma- I said it tastes like a What are you fighting Dew. for? You won. You got the points. <laughs> you're right. It's you're just, right. I'm sorry. It's just sorry. literally scored more than two times as many points as I did <laughs> and wants to debate the, the definitions of original and regular. Yes. <laughs> this man is out it's of like control. It's like he just got- he just got cleared at a murder trial, and he's like, maybe we should appeal. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just cleared, and I said, you know what, Judge? I'm going to kill you now, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm going to kill you like that guy you just let me off for killing, you son of a bitch. Oh, God. Thank God this show is over, but it can't be completely over until I give you the fast five celebrity winery misfires. <laughs> Thank God these are short, boys. Here we go. Number five. 
Kenny Rogers back alley Chardonnay. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> <laughs> Dripping Deep Reds, a new line of Merlot from OJ Simpson. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> Number three. Tucker Carlson Sauvignon Blanc. I wanted to make it whiter, but I couldn't. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> R. Kelly's No ID Needed Sparkling Cider. Oh. We know it's not wine, but bubbles and golden hues remind you of the good oh, stuff. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh. Why isn't that number, number one? That should have been number one. Sorry. Because number one is Sunset Z- <laughs> Because number one is Sunset Zinfandel, a Joe Rogan experience. Oh. <laughs> oh, and that's this week's edition of Uber Cinco. You know him as Humphrey Littleton, but his mother knows him as... Nathan Henninfent. And his mother knows him as Mr. Loose Tang Papyrus, but you know him as... Mitch Brinkman. And as always, I've been your big wet boy, Brian Ernst. And as Bizbear always says, lick this honey off me. I gotta go to work. <laughs> Auf <Vita> Zane and adios. <laughs> <laughs> Lick this honey off me. (laughs) You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. (laughs) 